You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to The Pivot Point, where we talk about all things pivot, all things business, and all things Vegas. I'm your host, Bardia. Let's get the ball rolling. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pivot Point. Uh, I am Bardia, and the topic on everyone's mind today is health and wellness. I'm sitting with a very special guest. Um, uh, his company is called American Medical Wellness, and his name is Aiton Klepech. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Bardia. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So uh, you've significantly grown your business in the last couple of years, um, and you have been running healthcare clinics in Las Vegas. Can you just briefly tell us your career story? Yes, sure. So uh, funny story, I call it as a series of mistakes. Nice. <laughs> but, that sounds uh, like a great story. Yes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's uh, nothing is a mistake. Uh, uh-huh. It happens for a reason, I guess. Uh, well, my first business venture probably was around when I was 13 years old. <laughs> nice. And uh, summertime, me and my friend, we said, okay, let's uh, do something and make some money. And we decided to sell some iced pocket water or something like that. And that kind of was like, I think, the first experience in business. <laughs> uh, That's the time to start. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's when I, I guess I think I realized that uh, I'll be an entrepreneur then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Starting from uh, one lemonade yes. stand. <laughs> uh, even, uh, yeah, uh, growing up in Israel, uh, so uh, we have to go to an army and everyone want part oh, of that. Wow. Yes, uh, you know, when you finish the army, it's kind of like, a known thing that everybody going to their backpack trip after that. For me, it was a different story. I jumped into the business right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so kind of started uh, with a construction company initially, uh, got familiar with that side of the world. And then uh, at one point I decided to move to America. Uh, it was around 2007. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I had set in mind is uh, setting goals, you know. So uh, basically, I remember even that day until today, very clearly as flying into the, in the plane wow. to a new country. That's awesome. <laughs> With uh, barely English, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh. and uh, don't know anyone and anything. <laughs> but I had a goal. I said to myself, doesn't matter what, in two years, I have to have my own business in America. Wow. I don't know how and why I said it to myself, but... I set this goal and amazingly it's exactly that timeline it happened you know it's uh, I started our first business here it was a, a cell phone repair company mm-hmm. which that was a growing business at that time mm-hmm. uh, me and my previous partner at the time uh, we kind of built that uh, small company but uh, we actually built it locally into a few stores here in Vegas eventually we converted it also to a wholesale uh, department which is operating until today mm-hmm. uh, and it was a cool story to start with and uh, one thing leads to another. And at one point I had an opportunity to jump into a 
the wellness industry. Yes. And I kind of took this on myself as well and uh, got uh, really involved into the medical field without knowing nothing about medical uh -huh, <laughs> initially. Uh -huh. Right, right. But uh, obviously, uh, being open-minded to business opportunities. Right, that's what's really important. That right. was really important, yes. It's not that you're doing one thing and you focus just on that and you're kind of in a comfort zone, you would say. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to step out of those comfort zones and start learning some other stuff and taking opportunities and challenges on yourself. Exactly. And yes. I think your company has grown into uh, multiple areas now. So what, what are the main services you provide? So uh, we grew a lot uh, in uh, because we started our uh, business basically at the medical clinic started as a male health clinic. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, in the middle of all everything, we realized that uh, a lot of things has changed and uh, it's not only about men uh, because the issues that men experience, uh, women experience them so, uh, sure. as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens is we were helping a lot of these men. And at the end of the day, they come happy and they say, hey, can you do something for my wife? Because <laughs> now I'm feeling great, but it feels like she doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> Bring her in. So we recognize the need. And yes. we understand that the root cause of the problems, it's not just, you know, if it's we're talking about sexual health for men, like ED and stuff like that. Uh, there is a, usually a root cause of the issues. And those are just the symptoms of the problems and how we treat the root causes of the problem. So slowly it's evolved in that. Yes. And uh, slowly we kind of, I also uh, require on the way with all this expansion and development and we started to realize what we're doing. Uh, we branched out into a pharmacy field as well now. Uh -huh. So basically now we have a really big uniqueness because we actually providing the medications, we're actually making the medication ourselves and applying to our patients. That's awesome. I was going to ask about that. So. How, how does that work? Is it like an in-house pharmacy in your clinic or is it separate building or, or how does it work? No, it's a completely separate uh, uh -huh. entity uh -huh. and then separate building. It's gotcha. a compound pharmacy, uh, basically. And uh, we're not supplying only to our clinic, by the way. We're actually supplying to other states also, other oh, wellness wow. clinics now as well. Uh, we're actually now trying to be on the frontier of that industry as far as bringing that knowledge up to date because there's a lot of doctors out there that not really familiar with all these protocols. You know, whatever they've been taught in medical school, mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit antiquated, uh, I would say probably 20 years behind oh, so in the medical yeah. f industry field. And uh, especially in the big pharma, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pushing their own bill. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> We're trying to change that narrative and uh, bring that knowledge, you know, uh, bring those uh, this to the patient directly. And uh -huh. uh, that's what we're doing today. So what's that like you work with medical professionals like as like parts of your clinic, like as partners? Yeah, uh, well, not necessarily. Basically, even our competitors today uh -huh. are buying from us as well. Wow. So, uh, yes, because uh, we are actually trying to position ourselves as the innovators in that field. So, I don't know if you're familiar with peptides or heard about that. Uh, this is a very new and upcoming uh, industry in the medical field as mm -hmm. well. So, uh, peptides, basically, it's a small amino uh, acid sequences to, uh, that uh, the science discovered covered and today basically we know that they're responsible for different functionality in your body and uh, 
with the help of peptides today, we can activate those functionalities on a natural level instead of like traditional medications that can mimicking those functionalities mm -hmm. and giving you side effects and other issues. Peptides won't do that. They just go into your body and they knock on your body's door and say, hey, <laughs> can you wake up that testosterone sequence, please? Or can you make that guy a little bit more active? Oh, cool. So now we actually producing those peptides and uh, we have uh, probably the biggest variety of peptides uh, available in the US that we're providing and we actually making them. So this is basically gonna be the next level of medicine for sure. That's awesome. How long have you been serving uh, Las Vegas? So the clinic was established about four years ago. Oh. Uh, the pharmacy was established prior my coming uh, 10 years ago, but uh, we acquire, basically I partner up with the pharmacy uh, and I have a, another partner there that uh, basically we combined those efforts from the pharmacy standpoint and the clinical mm -hmm. standpoint in the clinic, what we do. And now basically we can take this uh, both ends and connect them together, which is usually there is a huge disconnect. Yes, you know between, yes. uh, like I said, doctors that not familiar that there is medications like that sometimes, mm -hmm. and it happens a lot. Or they do know the medication, but uh, like the peptides, but they have no idea how to apply it because right. they don't have the medical protocols for it. Because it usually it, does it come from like brand new research that they maybe haven't seen since medical school. Correct. Wow. Uh, it's. Uh, the this industry is growing rapidly right now, especially uh -huh. with longevity, and uh, we have actually a new protocol now called Live Beyond 100, which we're applying for our patients. So uh, now we're actually recognizing that uh, we can not just slow down aging; we can actually even reverse it. Wow! So it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up for that. Yeah. Live Beyond 100. I yes. want to do that. That sounds great. Um, so, what are some of the biggest challenges you've been had to deal with. I mean, right now you say that your competitors buy from you, which is, that's the dream. So how did you get to this point? Well, there was a lot of challenges, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, uh, one of the biggest challenges obviously was COVID. Uh, yes, yes. And that was in a very delicate situation for us because it was a time when we were still growing as a company and we're still growing, but that time was really, we were little and uh, it was, right before our first expansion into a bigger location and COVID hit and we didn't know what's going to happen. And at that wow. point I was uh, pretty, you know, unsure myself very at scary. that time, very yeah, scared. Yeah. I was going home every night and telling my wife, listen, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we are invested uh, here very heavily. Oh and uh, <laughs> what do you think? Should we continue? But uh, luckily mm. I have a strong wife <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh, she believes in me as well. Nice. So uh, she said, hey, we're already here. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm we happy just push you, I'm, forward. You must be happy to have d done that. Yeah. Uh, at, that. at this point now, looking back for it. yes, to stuck with it. Exactly. Awesome. Yes. Because uh, there was uh, times during COVID uh, that there was a lot of doubts for yeah, sure. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, also arising from COVID, do you think people were more interested in their healthcare before or after? So... I think even before they've been interested in, mm -hmm. definitely COVID uh, pushed that a little bit further today. But uh, let's, if we take just the men's health industry, even for and we, that which we started with, you know, 
it was a growing industry and until now it's growing because especially men kind of been neglected a little bit on the sidelines uh, because uh, you know from some reason a woman if she has a hormonal issue she mm -hmm. can go to a gynecologist mm -hmm. it's going to be addressed but for men there is nothing like that you know they don't they, speak up about it maybe they, well that's part of the mm -hmm. issue yeah we like to bury our head in the sand yeah. sometimes yeah but on the other hand also on the medical side the those issues not being addressed from the standpoint of insurances if you look at that oh, and see. the way they treat uh men's uh you know with deficient hormones they don't call it as a necessity from some reason mm -hmm. you know so uh that's something that kind of changing and today a lot of uh, men start to realize that so before like for example if we take testosterone again it's kind of used to be a taboo yeah, because yeah. Uh, it was associated always to bodybuilders and you know uh, it didn't have a good name in the market in, uh -huh. in, because of the 90s i guess you know <laughs> all the bodybuilders out there <laughs> right but uh, now today it's been actually already studied and recognized by the medical professionals that uh, it's a necessity it basically will be responsible for your longevity for everything uh, as a man and uh, now we're trying to address that issue, and this is a definitely growing industry that's going, that's happening. Awesome. So, what would you say? I mean, you, went, you probably went through this a little bit with COVID, but the continued success of your business. How would you say you kept such a strong reputation? I've seen your website, and you have such great reviews. How do you maintain this strong patient satisfaction? So, I think again, it's we're coming back to the innovation because we're trying to be the best in our field and right. that's a uh, part of the success you have to push all the time uh -huh. you know and uh, try to be the best because uh, you know if you get stuck in the same place obviously you start losing the uniqueness of your identity as a business and a patient will look and seek for something else mm -hmm. but when we're coming up with constantly new protocols and we're trying to be innovative in uh, the medical treatments we provide that's what kind of uh, we keeping the those patients are usually our lifetime patients mm -hmm. for us because they're not just coming we're not treating sick people we're treating people that want to be you know feel well that's awesome. what we're treating yes yeah so actually that's a great that's a great question all of your sort of ventures include the word wellness so what does that word wellness mean to you well, uh, obviously, wellness, it's, uh, you know, I see it as a, today, for example, if we take the longevity part again, uh -huh. uh, longevity is, uh, we're seeing uh, aging, we're treating it as a, as a disease. And uh, we want to kind of be different in that again, because we want to treat the disease and find a cure for it. Mm -hmm. So this is wellness. Yes. If somebody, you know, can live to his 120 and be, you know, uh, active in his lifestyle. Yeah. This is wellness. You know, there's different ways of how you're gonna age. So we wanna see people that aging in a well way and basically staying healthy and active and productive. Yeah, yeah, going back to some of your products, like the peptides that you mentioned. Yes. Um, some of these I haven't even heard of, like, I've seen like maybe on websites or something, but like they must, sometimes they can be maybe so niche that people in like general public may not have heard of them. So I assume a lot of education also goes into 
like you know telling people oh this would be great for your specific like tailored to you kind of medicine definitely definitely because uh, this is a patient education because yes. people like you said and i'm very familiar with, and we had this you know on the marketing side of uh, the business we always had this issue of how we present it there because if i start mm -hmm. talking in uh, medical terms not people <laughs> are gonna lose yeah. it after 10 seconds you know but uh this is a lot of patient education so we we kind of started in a very basic way, when you come into the clinic, the first process is that a patient will just do will do the regular blood work, uh, what we like to check, you know, we'll check the hormone panel, we'll check the cholesterol, the lipid panels, all that type of stuff. Uh, and from there, we can see and guide the patient towards his needs and his goals. Mm -hmm. If, let's say, even there's no significant issues with that patient, but uh, he want to improve, let's say, sports performance. We can we know how to guide the conversation and what type of peptides would be probably better for him and educate him on wow. that. So we always have this, and we kind of divided it by categories. So it's very easy to understand today that we have, you know, gut health, sexual health, mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, sports performance, healing uh, per, uh, performance or injury healings, stuff like that. So it's easy to guide the conversation and explain to the patient when they are in clinic already what they should do. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's really helpful for them. Have you seen on social media anything about this Ozempic craze? Anything about weight loss drugs recently? Oh, yeah. We uh, actually... So, Ozempic, it's a peptide. Yeah. Just so you know. Yes. And um, we actually make used to make the generic version of Ozempic uh -huh. uh, in the pharmacy, uh, which is called semi-glutide. Right, yes. So, uh, it's uh, actually probably one of the biggest you know crazes right now in the world and for us as a business on the pharmacy and it was uh, one of the biggest sellers for sure mm -hmm. uh, the issue now that basically again big pharma and uh, fda they're trying to push it back uh, on our end because they're trying to push ozempic instead <laughs> okay wow yeah wow. <laughs> so uh but uh we we fighting it back you know uh -huh. because uh, we still have other solutions, uh, which is, uh, I would say, not l l less uh, good than Ozempic or semaglutide uh -huh. right now, which we already found and start to implement to our patients again. So, nice. and we'll see. Well, right now it's kind of uh, in the fog what going to happen with semaglutide because FDA just kind of froze this uh, for uncertain time and uh, for no un unknown reason. Oh. So they didn't give any explanation yet, and uh, we'll see if it might come back to the market or not. Interesting. Yeah, because yes. I, did, I didn't know why it was so popular. Like, was it the safety profile? Like, like what was it about Ozempic? No, so Ozempic, it's still out there. Uh -huh. uh, only basically why it's so popular because this drug is really works. Uh -huh. Because what it does is basically uh, it can reverse type 2 diabetes, uh, which we never had a drug before that could do that. Uh, before, if you had diabetes uh, of type 2 diabetes, uh, that's it. You had to live with that and manage it. That all, the only, that's the only medication that were available. Suddenly when this uh, uh, medication came out, basically what happened is that we were able to reverse that uh, because what it does, the semaglutide, it uh, has an active ingredient of uh, it's reducing your insulin uh, resistance in the body and starts to regulate it correctly. At the same time, lowers your sugar level, lowers your craving. So the results are amazing. That's, that's insane.
Yeah, I didn't know much too much about that <laughs> drug, but that's really cool. Okay, so would you like to play a quick lightning round with me? Okay. Just, a, just quick, quick questions for you. Okay, so first question. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Nice, me too. What's your go-to stress relief technique? My kids. <laughs> nice, nice. How many kids? Two. Cool. Um, favorite healthy snack or meal? Uh, without advertising names, but <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, one of the healthy places in Summerlin called uh, Flower Child. They have oh, pretty good, uh, I've heard of that. Pretty good know. and healthy food there. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Got to check that out. Uh, last thing you do before going to bed? Uh, usually trying to read a book. Nice. And any good books recently? Uh, well, yes. Uh, Anti-fragile. Nice. Nice. And last question. What's the dream travel destination you'd like to go to? Alaska. Nice. Why Alaska? Uh, I find the wilderness, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very quiet and uh, peaceful. You know, well, although my wife liked the beaches, <laughs> and in the end, we end up usually there. <laughs> right. But uh, I can't imagine the beaches with the beaches in Alaska. Yes, <laughs> that's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, just kind of closing up the show here. What advice would you give to a young professional, maybe even your younger self, looking to go into the healthcare industry, a young businessman? So, but I would say three things. Lead by example, you know, uh, if, uh, and this is the first thing they teach you in the army, you know, uh, it's the lesson that uh, whatever you do, it's whatever and you're trying to achieve, you have to show example. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to know how to do it or willing to do something, none of your employees, co-workers will do it. So definitely that. Uh, set clear goals in mind because... Uh, like many times it happened in my personal life that some things that I just said to myself in my mind without even meaning them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they happened. And uh, it just, you know, showed me personally that uh, our mind is a very powerful thing. And whatever you put in there, it probably will happen. And the uh, last one, it's embrace innovation. You know, yes. uh, that's uh, definitely coming and coming strong right now with all the AI that's uh -huh. happening. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, but, uh, and I always say, you know, don't try to reinvent the wheel, just improve it. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's just taking a yes. smaller step. Smaller step. Then, then you might have an idea that just like builds upon something that's already there maybe, but you make it better somehow. Yes. You, you, I think you can always improve. You can always improve something that's out there. Um, but I really like the first one you said. Uh, what was it? Like, take the lead, lead by example. example. Lead by example, yes. yes. That's so interesting because um, even if you may not know much about the industry you want to go into, you can still go in with an open mind like you talked about. And you can embrace all of it and learn. And just, you can never, you could surprise yourself really with how far you come. You cannot even imagine how, you know. Yeah. I would never dream that I will be one day in a medical field because I never been in a medical field before. I'm not a doctor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm just a, I'm a businessman. Yes. But uh, yeah, you take up the challenge and you just roll up the sleeves and start yes. learning, you know, and, uh, and it will come. And then talking about one of your other points was um, innovation. How do you continue to breed innovation? Do you just sort of like sit down, think of a bunch of new ideas and try to, try to experiment with that? Or what, what do you do? For innovation yes yeah, so uh, definitely I'm 
always thinking about new ideas. Uh, that's something that my mind personally never stops about it. You know, so I'm thinking how we can improve some things in the company or uh, you know things that we do here. And uh, we also have you know like a small like the lab that we do researches and mm -hmm. uh, our uh, on the medical side, but on the business end, yes, definitely. You want to always think ahead of time what's going to happen, how can I improve it? If there is something better out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. The last thing I do before bed is I usually, t my thoughts tend to reel before I go to bed. My, all my ideas just come out like right when my head hits the pillow. It's like weird. It's, it's like flipped for some reason. Like, I don't know why my thoughts, my brain starts working when I go to bed. But I like to, if, if that happens, then I do like to just make a note in my phone before yep. sleeping. <laughs> um, if it tends to be like a really cool idea, I want to put on like a podcast or like a, um, maybe do like a, a video about it on any social media or something like that. But sometimes that's where maybe it could all start, just like an idea that you have. Actually, I think you're not the first one or the only one that happens to him because uh, uh -huh. I am the same way. It's, yeah. uh, the it's moment crazy. you close your eyes and uh, I start dreaming about business. You know? I know. <laughs> like, so I literally it, couldn't it, sleep last night. It <laughs> it's funny. Crazy. So uh, And yeah, and lately I start doing the same thing. I got a small notepad and I even like to write it down sometimes <laughs> just, uh, you know, the, the, so I won't forget it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's definitely helped. Yeah. Yes. It's and then I, I like to review it as well. Sometimes it could be just a stupid idea so the next day i'll read it and i'll be like oh that was a horrible idea uh but maybe not and it could be i could just like you know um maybe have someone else look at it too yeah maybe it'll be a good a cool idea we could do it together or something yeah but yeah that's basically how how i guess my brain works i don't know um so what's in store for you next uh what kind of impact do you hope to have on las vegas in the next few years so we're looking to uh, basically expand the practice right now. Uh, we're looking into another location in Henderson and uh, maybe the Southwest as well. But uh, the main play we're trying to go now is actually on a national level that we actually, I think, finally ready to expand our uh, business into the national uh, mm -hmm. strategy. Mm -hmm. So we started to develop this type of partnership uh, mm -hmm. business model. So you've and only been in Nevada so far? Yeah, okay. so far we're in Nevada and we're looking into branching out into other states now. Awesome. So the pharmacy actually already kind of branched out. So we're mm -hmm. already supplying other states with medications. Now it's the cleaning side that needs to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a difficult challenge you think? To, like is, is it nearby states or how, how big do you tend to branch out? So uh, because it, it's a it's a medical field, it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, franchises of a Taco Bell, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're probably looking into, you know, uh, if we take an average major city in America, probably would be three to four locations per city. You know, uh, I don't think it's really, we really care how far it is right now. Mm -hmm. We probably would like to start close by, but if somebody comes from Montana and interested in doing it with us, we'll definitely go and do it. Absolutely. Because, uh, we definitely have the knowledge today. We yeah. kind of already even designed this whole thing as a almost business in a box, I would say. Wow. That uh, I can take it and copy it to anywhere we want. And to other places. Yes. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, looking forward to that. Um, where can people go if they're interested in coming to your clinics? So they can visit our website, uh, AmericanMedicalWellness.com. Uh, we have also the mail portion of it. We have another website. It's uh, AmericanMailWellness.com. 
Awesome. And I think you can find their locations on that website as well. Correct. Um, but thank you so much for being here today. It was great to learn about all these things about the healthcare industry. Thank you, Bardia, for having me. And you can always find us wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple and, uh, including Apple and Spotify. Um, just search for The Pivot Point. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for listening to The Pivot Point. You can follow us at Pivot Point UNLV on Twitter, all one word, and hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm.